Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Parker Shane, your announcer for this 19th Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Slutton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinage. There we go, okay. And the acolytes are McKenna Schmidt and Lizette Bott. Today's order of service is at www.freistatradio.com. This broadcast is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship today. All right. Why don't we stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see somebody that you don't recognize, please go say hi to them and welcome them to worship today. of announcements before we continue with worship today. Uh, Concordia has all of their Bibles on sale, as we've been mentioning these last few weeks. A new Bible uh, that they have that is especially for beginning readers. You can find all of their Bibles on the wall in the narthex. The sale ends today. On October the 4th at 1.30 p.m., the Ladies' Aid will meet in the Fellowship Hall. All ladies of our congregation uh, and their friends are invited to, to join them. Friends in Christ, the group uh, that is in our church that seeks to 
um, develop more relationships uh, with those who are uh, of our church here. Uh, they will have a fish fry on Saturday evening, October the 6th, at David and Connie Chapman's picnic area. Everyone is welcome. Uh, please bring a side dish and your lawn chairs. If you are unsure of where that picnic area is, please contact the church office and we will point you in the right way. Please, all, please also RSVP to Connie or David or to Walt Brown. And the October birthday anniversary calendar is in your mailbox, so please be looking for that as well. Let's open our worship today with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for calling us here this morning by your gospel. Thank you for sending your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh so that he might live for us, die for us, and rise again for us. Lord, we ask now that as we worship you, that as we are served here by you through your word and sacraments, uh, Lord, that you would give us a zeal for your house of worship. Lord, truly better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Please stand. We make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our opening hymn is Rise My Soul to Watch and Pray on page 663 of the Lutheran Service Book, verses 1, 4 through 5 of the
Your name, O Lord, endures forever. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Who stand in the house of the Lord. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Your name, O Lord, endures forever. For the Lord will vindicate his people. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Your name, O Lord, endures forever. Let us pray. Everlasting Father, source of every blessing, mercifully direct and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that we may complete the works you have prepared for us to do. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for today is taken from Numbers chapter 11, verses 4 through 25. The rabble with them began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but this manna. The manna was like coriander seed and looked like resin. 
The people went out gathering it and then ground it in a hand mill or crushed it in a mortar. They cooked it in a pot or made it into cakes, and it tasted like something made with olive oil. When the dew settled on the camp at night, the manna also came down. Moses heard the people of every family wailing, each at the entrance to his tent. The Lord became exceedingly angry, and Moses was troubled. He asked the Lord, Why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you that you put the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? Why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised on oath to their forefathers? Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me. Give us meat to eat. I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you're going to treat me, put me to death right now, if I have found favor in your eyes, and do not let me face my own ruin. The Lord said to Moses, Bring me seventy of Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting, that they may stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there, and I will take the spirit that is on you and put the spirit on them. They will help you carry the burden of the people so that you will not have to carry it alone. Tell the people, consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow when you will eat meat. The Lord heard you and when you wailed. If only we had meat to eat, we were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat and you will eat it. You will not eat it for just one day or two days or five, ten or twenty days. For, for a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and you loathe it because you have rejected the Lord who is among you and have wailed before him saying, why did we ever leave Egypt? But Moses said, here I am among 600,000 men on foot and you say I will give them meat to eat for a whole month? Would they have enough if flocks and herds were slaughtered for them? Would they have enough if all the fish in the sea were caught for them? The Lord answered Moses, Is the Lord's arm too short? You will now see whether or not what I say will come true for you. So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. He brought together 70 of their elders and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down in, a, in the cloud and spoke with him. And he took of the spirit that was on him and put the spirit on the 70 elders. This is the word of our Lord. We continue with the gradual. He will command his angels concerning you. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Our special music today is by Catherine James, Carol McIntyre, and Bob Sinninger. This day is made by the Lord. This day was made by the Lord. Let us rejoice, let us be glad. This day was made by the Lord. Let us rejoice in salvation. I thank you, your love is eternal. You have given me life. You have given me life. 
I will proclaim the wonders you do. This day was made by the Lord. Let us rejoice, let us be glad. This day was made by the Lord. Let us rejoice in salvation. Your hand raised me up in triumph. You have given me life. You You have given me life. I will proclaim the wonders you do. This day was made by the Lord. Let us rejoice. Let us be glad. This day was made by the Lord. Let us rejoice in salvation. You are my strength and my Savior. You have given me life. You have given me life. I will proclaim the wonders you do. This day was made by the Lord. Let us rejoice. Let us be glad. This day was made by the Lord. Let us rejoice in salvation. Thank you very much, singers. That was a very lovely piece. Thank you. It's now time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Uh, Now is a good time to bring up your offering, your mighty mites, as well. Our children's message today is by Pastor Jake. You guys can turn around and face me, please. Okay, how are we today? Good. Okay. Well, how many of you? Well, let me let me ask this first question. How many of you have toys? Should be most of you. Okay, I might imagine a lot of you. Okay. How many of you like your toys? Okay. All right. Good. Where did your toys come from? Where did they come from, Cohen? From Jesus. You nailed it right off the bat, young, young, young sir. Janelle? Ryan? Yeah? Okay? Good? Yep, yep. Nailed it right off the bat. Yeah, that's right. Everything that we have comes from the Lord. There is nothing that we have, whether it's our food or the families that we have or the things that we have. Everything that we have comes from the Lord. Okay? Now, my next question is, how many of you have been to the toy store before? Any of them? Okay? All right. How many of you, because all of you said that you had toys, right? How many of you went through the toy store and saw something that you thought was really cool? Okay. How many of you went to the toy store and saw something that you already had, but this was like a newer version of it? Yeah, okay, all right, yeah, okay. So what do you think made you want the newer version, even though you kind of already had one? What do you think made you want that, Cohen? We'll come back. What do you think made you want that? Cordell? 
yeah, good, okay, it had more things on it, or it was just perhaps a little bit better than what you had, okay, all right? What we're going to be talking about today, and this doesn't just go for you guys here, it goes for all of those folks outside there as well. What we're going to be talking about today is the fact that God has given us everything that we need, everything that we need to support this body and life, okay? Uh, Again, whether it's the food that we have or our families, the homes that we have, the church that we go to, the school that we have, all of those things, okay? But there are times when in our sinfulness we look at something else that we don't have that we might think is better or something else, okay? And we might think that, well, it it would sure be nice to have that, and then maybe we get a little bit complaining about it, maybe we get a little bit whiny about it, okay? And all of that comes from a place, okay, where we're just simply not content with the things that we have, and this is something that all of us struggle with, okay? And what we're going to be talking about today is the Israelites, God's people, were going through the same kind of thing. And God gives them a response and an answer that is very important for us too, okay? And I want you to be listening for that because it has to do with Jesus, okay? All right. So let's put our hands together and repeat after me. Dear Jesus, Jesus, thank you you for providing for me me. with everything that I need. Help me to be content and happy and joyful with all that you have given me, especially your son Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Thanks for coming up. You guys can go back and sit with your folks. The epistle reading today is from Psalms chapter 104, verses 27 through 35. These all look to you to give them food at the proper time. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are satisfied with good things. When you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send your spirit, they are created. And you renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. He who looks at the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. But may sinners vanish from the earth and the wicked be no more. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. This is the word of our Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter. Jesus said, And if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to be thrown into the sea and a large millstone tied around his neck. 
If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than with two hands to go into hell, where the fire never goes out. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than to have two feet and to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you, how can you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with each other. This is the gospel of our Lord. Our sermon hymn today is What is the World to Me on page 730 of the Lutheran Service Book.
Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the Old Testament lesson that was just read from Numbers. Please have that in front of you uh, to refer to as we go along here this morning. When I was about 16 years old, I was told that I needed to go get a job, and so I did. And I found a job at the mall at the A&W Root Beer Restaurant. And I was in charge, I got put in charge of, I was one of the cooks there. And thought I was doing a pretty good job. I, you know, it's not that hard with the grills that they have. You just sort of put all of the hamburger patties down and you pull the thing down and it grills it and it's done. There's even a timer so that you know exactly how warm that it's got to be, how hot that it has to be, that the inside gets cooked to a certain temperature. And so I had been doing that, I, I mean, because it's, again, it, it wasn't that hard. But one day, and I couldn't see who the customer was, but the hamburger got sent back because it wasn't warm enough. And I thought, okay. So I put the hamburger back on the grill for just a little bit longer and put it back on the bun and sent it back out. It came back again, a second time. And I thought, all right, I'll make it really, really done. So I put the patty on the grill, slammed the thing down as hard as I could, and trust me, the burger got done. It never came back. The lesson here is, I suppose, one, don't annoy the cooks that are making your food. And number two, be careful for what you ask for, because you just might get it. And this is not to say that what I did was right. I shouldn't have burnt the guy's poor burger. I'm not saying that that is okay. Don't misunderstand me. But be careful for what you ask for, because you just might get it. A few years ago, my family and I uh, went to southern Texas to enjoy just some time on a lake there. We went to a restaurant. And my family had all ordered their food. Everything that they ordered looked really, really good. I think my, my mom got this really big salad. My dad, I think, got this really nice steak, and my brother had ordered something else, and I was just in the mood to be different, and so I ordered pheasant. I never had it, and I thought, that kind of sounds good. And so I'm starving. I can't wait to eat whatever it is that is about to be brought on my plate. So the waiter brings my dad's steak. It looks awesome. The waiter brings my mom's salad. It's, it is abundant, overflowing. It's just about to fall off of the plate. The, the uh, they bring whatever it was that my brother ordered, I don't remember, but it, but it looked really, really good. And then here comes my pheasant, and it's literally the size of my hand, this big. And I'm looking at it like, is that it? I mean, is that really all that there is to cooking a pheasant? And so you could say that throughout the entire meal, I was very jealous. I was not content with the food that I had, but rather I was looking at my dad's steak and my mom's salad and everybody else's food wishing that I had gotten one 
of theirs. As a father, I find it very interesting that we teach our kids to be content with what they have. You've got toys. You've got three of those you don't need anymore. You just ate an hour ago. You don't need any more food. We teach them and we implore them to be content. But when we look at our lives, can we really say that we are practicing what we're preaching? Are you and I really content with the things that we have? Can we really say that we have never gone to, I don't know, Lowe's? I said, man, you know, I, I've got one of those. In fact, I just bought one last month, but, but, but this one, this one's better. Whether it's Lowe's, whether it's anything, pick your, pick your store. We've all done it. In our text for this morning, the Israelites are once again complaining. And they're complaining about what they don't have. They are being fed, they are being nourished, they are being taken care of, and yet they go to Moses and say, we are sick and tired of this manna. That's all we eat every day, not remembering that God had provided them manna because they had what? They had asked for it. We're sick and tired of it. We don't want to eat this manna anymore. Oh, if we could just go back to Egypt. When we were in slavery, at least we had anything to, to eat that, that we wanted. And you remember in your text, it goes through, it talks, we had onions and leeks and garlic and all of this other food. Moses, give us some meat. We want some meat. So Moses goes to God, and Moses has just had enough. He's fed up. He says, God, why, why have you put me in charge of these people? All they do is complain. All they do is whine about what they don't have or what they should have or about how things were better in years past. And so what does God do? He provides. He provides for Moses, first of all, and he says, go and pick out 70 elders, and you will not have to bear this burden of leading these people by yourself. They will shoulder the burden with you. So he provides these elders, and Moses is provided for in his concern. And then he's got something special in store for the people. God says, okay, fine, I'm, I am going to raise up quail from the sea, and you will have all of the meat that you want to eat. Oh, it gets better. Not only are you going to have so much meat, it's going to be coming out of your nostrils that you're going to have so much. In the verses that come after that, Moses writes that there was so much quail that had come out of the sea that it was three feet deep on the ground. Kind of like the hamburger that I overcooked. Be careful for what you ask for because you just might get it. We are so concerned about whether it's our kids, whether it's the people that we know about teaching them and wanting them to be content with the stuff and the food and all of the things that God has provided for them, and yet every day we are always looking on the other side of the fence. And so what does this have to do with us? Well, I mean... We're perfectly content, right? 
We've never wanted anything better than what we had, right? We never say or think things were better before, right? We never ever have once thought that the grass could possibly be greener on the other side, right? You see, these thoughts permeate from the simplest things in our lives to the most important things in our lives. We are a people who, in our sinfulness, because of our original sin, we make these decisions that just prove that we are not content with what God has provided for us. We're not content with what He has given us. Think about it. Think think about any aspect of your life. And not just the material things. Think about, too, the people that God has placed in your life. And wondered, man, I, I, wonder, I wonder if it would be better here. Or I wonder if it would be better there. And really, it's just a matter of trust, isn't it? Because when we covet things, we are telling God, I don't trust you. I know what's best for me. I know what I need, and I know what I need specifically to be happy. I need this, I need that, I need them, I need her or him. That's what I need to be happy. And the whole time we sound just like the Israelites. Never happy, never content, Oftentimes, we, we wish and think that, man, I, I wish that, that, that we could go back to the way that things were before. Never happy and never content. Simply telling God that we don't trust Him. But here's what Paul knew. Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, is writing from prison. And you've, I think you've heard me say this before, but prison then was not what prison is now. Prison then was an absolutely terrible and miserable place. Not that it isn't like that now, but the conditions then were far worse. And he's writing from prison. And in his church to the, I'm sorry, in his letter to the church in Philippi, he writes that very famous passage. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And he's not talking about going outside and climbing a a mountain because, well, God can give me the strength to do that. No, what he's talking about is here in prison, I have learned the secret to being content. And the secret to being content is finding that his joy was found in his Savior, that his joy was found literally in Jesus. That regardless of the circumstance, regardless of the situation that he might find himself in, he knew and trusted in the fact that when God promised that he would bless him, that he would give him the things that he needed, that God did it. That regardless of the circumstances that you and I face in our lives, God, it, God has blessed us. God is blessing us, and he will continue to to bless us with the things that we need. Do not mistake what I am saying here. I am not saying that if you go out there and pray for a million dollars, that next week you're going to be given a million dollars. It's not going to happen. I mean, it might, but probably not. 
But God will provide you. The first article talks about this perfectly. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. What does this mean? It means that I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my, my body and soul, eyes and ears, my reason and all of my senses, and still takes care of them. And still takes care of them. And you can be assured We can be assured of the fact that if the blessing comes from God, that it is very, very, very good. I refer you to Matthew chapter 7, verses 9 through 11. Jesus is talking, and he says this. He says, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? If you know how to give good gifts to those that, that you love, how much more does your Father in Heaven know exactly what good gifts that you need? So that every day you are supported in this body and life. That does not mean that you will not have hardship. That does not mean that you will not go through life, through phases in your life, circumstances and situations that are going to be very, very difficult. Perhaps many of you are going through a phase in your life right now that's very, very difficult. And it's hard to see where God is blessing you. It's hard to see that. And if you are having a hard time seeing that, remember the greatest blessing that He has given you. That when you were dead in your trespasses and sins, that God demonstrated his love for you in this, that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to be crucified and to die and to rise again for you. And it is Jesus that is our example. If you want to know what the model is, we need to look no further than Jesus himself. When Jesus is being tempted in the desert by Satan, he hadn't eaten, he hadn't drank anything. And the great tempter, the greatest one of all, comes to him and tries to get Jesus to turn away from God. And at one point, because he knows that Jesus is hungry, he says, tell these rocks to become bread. Because as the Bible says, he will provide for you. And Jesus quotes from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, and he says, man does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So what does that mean? It means that the Lord is a great God above all gods, and he will provide for you with exactly what you need to support this body and life. Luther puts it like this, and I love, absolutely love what he has said here. Luther writes, he did this that the immeasurable care of God for us might be praised. He is a God to us and dispenses everything bountifully. Also, when everything is most hopeless, he is willing and able to turn your rock, I'm sorry, he is is willing and able to turn rock into your drink, a desert into your food, nakedness into beautiful clothing, poverty into wealth, death into life, shame into glory, evil into good. He can and he can give and change everything from everything. 
Everything in everything, everything from nothing, everything into nothing. Only be concerned that you believe. And where want prevails, do not break down or be concerned. And again, where abundance prevails, do not be puffed up or carelessly forget about God. Whether everything is on hand or everything is lacking, cling to your God always with the same heart, knowing that he who gives plenty will give it even when want bears down upon you. When we were lacking, when we had nothing, when we were nothing, when everything was at its most hopeless, God, in his great love and mercy, provided for you. He turned death into life by calling his son to walk to his own death by the cross. And just as Moses lifted up the snake in in the wilderness, so the people would live as he lifted up his own son on the cross. And he continues to give. It didn't just end there. God has given you so much grace. It is, it is as his word says, it, it is stacks upon stacks of grace. So many stacks of grace that if, if, even if you could see it, you couldn't see over it. Stacks upon stacks of grace. Grace upon grace. And all of this because of his great passion for you. All of this because his care for you cannot be measured. All of this for one very simple and most important reason. Because he loves you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so this morning using the Apostles' Creed as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings. In your pew is a red sign-in book. Uh, whether you are a member or a guest, please sign that book so that we know that you were here with us to worship. Uh, those who receive it on the windows, please send it back to the aisles. and the aisles, please tear up the top sheet and place it on top of the book. We collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. A men's Bible study group meets at 8 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. 
Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is cut off for us. Guest speaker, Dr. Lawrence R. Rust, Jr. Sin is serious because it cuts off from God. Guest speaker, Dr. Lawrence Ross, says Jesus was cut off from God in our place. Mark 9, verse 38 through 50. Our seasoned saints, 80 years or older, Barbara Steinberg, Eldred Hawley, Evelyn Brock, Helen Fritz, Mallory Harris, Orville Myers, and Robert Harris. We now rejoin the congregation during the worship service. In our prayers this morning, we have several people that we want to remember to pray for. First, we want to pray for those on our health list, for Melvin McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Landreth Worm, Ernest Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Oren Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Becky Morgan, Wayne Towers, Bob Dotson, 
Elda Nelson, Bob Yelinek, Mark Fellwalk, Lorne Cly Baker, Gary Magruder, Emma, Emma Conklin, Brenda Lawmaster, Bruce Sletton, Rosemarie Dekoff, Elmer Kaiser, Maxine Hudson, Edith Harmon, Eldred Holly, Teresa Nelson, and for Lena Bremer. Also for those celebrating birthdays and anniversaries, for Frances Brown, who will celebrate her 92nd year of life on October the 1st. And for those celebrating anniversaries, for Dale and Luanna Chapman, who will celebrate 44 years of marriage on October the 5th. And for Darren and Meandra Shane, who will celebrate 27 years of marriage on October the 5th. We go to our Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, regardless of our situation, you have blessed us. You are blessing us, and you will continue to bless us with continue to bless us with those things that we need. Lord, if the gift comes from you, we can be assured that it is very good. We thank you that each day you gift us with what we need to support this body and life. Most especially are we thankful for gifting us with our greatest need, to be saved from our sin and our broken relationship with you. Lord, that we might might be brought back into a right relationship with God because of his mercy and because of his Son, and his death on Calvary's cross. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for the baptized, that the Holy Spirit would constantly open our ears to hear Jesus' word and set our tongues free to glorify him who does all things well. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for freedom from all prejudice that judges with evil thoughts and makes divisions that dishonor the poor. Lord, in your mercy, for all in authority in our land, that God would grant them wisdom, courage, civility, and honor as they carry out their difficult responsibilities. Lord, in your mercy, for all who suffer oppression from the evil one, for all who battle under sickness or loneliness or grief, for all all whom we have been asked to remember, especially for those in our health list and for all that we name in our hearts. We pray that Christ would grant them deliverance and healing according to his gracious will. Lord, in your mercy. For all who come to the Lord's altar this day, that acknowledging our unworthiness to so much as gather the crumbs from under his table, Christ may mercifully feed us with his very body and blood and grant us to rejoice forevermore in his love and to show forth his praise and lives dedicated to works of faith. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for blessings and joy over all who have birthdays this week. We pray especially for Frances, as you knew everything about her before her birth, and as you you have promised to never leave her. May she feel assured and ready for the year ahead, knowing that you have ordered her steps. We thank you also for all who have anniversaries soon. 
As your word says, a threefold cord is not easily broken. Continue to wrap yourself in our marriages and our families. We pray for Dale and Luana, Darren and Meandra, that you might keep them and their marriage so hidden within you that all forces of evil would be dashed to pieces. Lord, in your mercy. It's your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us in all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he has now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and under the form of the bread and wine. I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin.
Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Friends of Christ, welcome to the table of our Lord. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, given unto death for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, given for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins.
Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us in this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Our closing hymn today is He is Risen, a glorious word on page 488 of the Lutheran Service Book. He is a risen, glorious word, now reconciled is God my Lord, the gates of heaven are open. Once again, a very special word of welcome to all guests and visitors today. Thank you very much for joining us for worship today, and we pray that your time here was a blessed one. One announcement that I forgot to mention at the beginning of worship, I will be gone for the next uh, two and a half days. I come back in the office on Wednesday. I am at a pastor's conference. Um, If you uh, uh, need me, I will be there. Um, And if you have any questions for me, please uh, pass those along to June in the office, and I'll be sure to get back with them as soon as I am able to. Uh, I pray that the Lord would bless you in this week, and I look forward to seeing everybody next week. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.frystatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Parker Shane.